and welcome back to the Lee Summit Town Hall Podcast. I am your host, Nick Parker, and with me as she is always, my co-host, Lisa Hayes. Hello, everyone. It is good to be back, and our guest today I am is legit. so excited. Like, I've been wanting to do this one for months now, and this, I, I don't even know where to start. I, I'm, I'm just stuttering around, stumbling. I'm really excited about this because we're going we're gonna, to like be adjacent to one of my favorite entertainment subjects of all time. Today, our guest, I'm not going to mess around anymore. The Black Diamond, Theron. Yes. Welcome to the show, Theron. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I've been wanting this for for a long time. Me too. You are the Black Diamond, one of the best, if not the best. Can we say the best? I think we can totally say the best. Neil Diamond tribute artists in the world. (laughs) Sitting right next to us. In the vault. (laughs) I'll take it. I am a dorky nerd fan about Neil Diamond. Yeah. I grew up with that music. I still will play it randomly. My autistic sister who lives with us, mm-hmm. almost every morning as she waits for her bus, we play Neil Diamond music wow. videos on the YouTube. I love it. I, today, she walks downstairs. You know, We got her ready. She's coming downstairs. She's she's rocking the Sweet Caroline. The Sweet Caroline. Mm. And I she's a true it. fan. She doesn't do that Red Sox duh, duh, duh stuff. Yeah. She sings it the way Neil intended. It was written, yes. yes. <laughs> the, way, the way he wrote it. Uh, well, look, Theron, I'm I'm so glad you're here. We've, we, we have met Thank a couple you. times before. Correct. We've talked about having you on for, for several months now. But yes. we are here because it's timely. We have to because... The man. The myth, the legend. His birthday is coming up yeah. this month, January 24th. It's Neil Diamond's birthday. Yes. And you, a Lee Summit resident, are doing a concert right here in, in Lee Summit. Correct. I um he's gonna be he's turning eighty-two years young. And every year I try to do something on his birthday, usually a performance. And um this year it happens to be and I've done it all around the country, different places, wherever I happen to be on January twenty-fourth. But uh this year it's in Can- right here in Kansas City, Lee Summit. Lee Summit, Missouri, at the Pink Elephant. The Pink Elephant, uh, yeah. Saturday the 21st. Yep, Saturday, July, or July. 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 Yeah, I know. You can go. Yeah. Look, I wish it were Listen, warm in July, I want too. to jump there, too. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cold. Yeah. January 21st. I, I, mean, I mean, look, look, Black Diamond walked up here to, to the Bridge Space Studio. Yes. I mean, he was bundled yes. for the cold weather. Like a Eskimo. <laughs> <laughs> but it's january 21st look the show I, i'm not even sure where i want to start with this because a i don't think most people know that you are amongst us mm-hmm. <laughs> that mm-hmm. you're you're one of the red local residents here but yeah. really your story is fascinating to me and it's not one long epic story it's like it, 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 it it's like these dots mm-hmm. all over the map like mm-hmm. one of those conspiracy theories with mm-hmm. the string everywhere yeah I mean, it is it, it, it is really incredible. Uh, and so let's just start way in the very beginning. I've mm-hmm. heard some of this from you before, but how the heck did you start singing Neil Diamond? So the show, uh, I, I will also say the show is now, as of last September, 22 years old. Old. I've been doing this for wow. two wow. years as my sole means of and, and making look, a that's living. amazing. And let's be fair here; these aren't all shows at the Pink Elephant, which yeah. I'm not trying to knock our, our friends over yeah. there at all. Absolutely, yeah. like, you played I mean, some places. Downtown Lee Summit is pretty cool, but yes, you have been yeah 
You've played some places. Yes. I've been some places, yes. I've played in some huge venues, and um, one of my favorites was the, um, the uh, what they called it, the Motor City Casino in Detroit, oh, yes. Michigan. Detroit, Michigan. And I was there, um, and there was a beautiful room, state-of-the-art equipment, and I didn't want to leave the stage. I mean, they literally <laughs> had to like make me leave the room. If the show is over, Black Diamond, it's time to go. <laughs> Did they have one of those big canes like pulling you off the stage? Yeah, because I was I was making a bed on the on the stage floor. I was I'm staying here. I don't want to leave. And uh, but then yes, I've played all kinds of places and. And uh, venues and... Uh, what is one of the most memorable venues you've ever played? Um, so there's a there's in Decatur, Illinois. Decatur, Illinois. They have Decatur. what's called the Decatur Celebration, which is billed as the largest free family outdoor street festival in the country. Who knew? In, in Decatur, Decatur, Illinois. Illinois. Yes. I, I bet you we know somebody who knows about that one. Maybe. We know some Main Street folks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, You're probably, probably right. You're probably that. right. Yes. And that turned out to be unexpectedly for me um, just huge. And so much so that they brought me, you know, every year they brought me back for five years, which was against their, breaking their, their own rule to never bring an entertainer back in consecutive years. And, but the fan base was such that they said, We're, we got to bring this guy back. And so... Definitely, hands down, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite shows was playing at the Decatur Celebration in Illinois. And they broke that rule four times for him. Did right. you hear that? Four times yeah. they broke and, that rule. And and we haven't had him once at one of our. Festivals. I know. So oh, I so yeah. I, I do I do want to go back to how did how did how did you start? You're in. You know, as you told me before, you're an army brat. You grew up yep. moving all over the place. Yep, yep. I was, in, and my dad retired at uh, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, and um, and we had come there from Germany. So I went to kindergarten and first grade in Germany, and then uh, we came to Fort Leonard Wood, and uh, my dad would eventually retire from there after about five years, and um, but off of the base there was a, a church the Waynesville church of Christ. And they would pick, they ran a bus onto the army base and they would pick you up and take you to church. And it was a predominantly uh, Caucasian white church. And, you know, <laughs> I was, I was 10 and we'd be singing how great thou art or amazing grace. And the, and the white ladies in church would turn around and look at me with this sort of these wide eyes. And they say, Oh, <gasps> Oh my goodness, young man! Because that is how Caucasian ladies talk. <laughs> that is how we talk. Oh my goodness, young man! Oh my goodness, young man! Do you realize you sound like Neil Diamond? They tapped their husband. Honey, honey, honey! Doesn't he sound like Neil Diamond? I was like, who is Neil Diamond? <laughs> like I thought he went to my church in Waynesville. I just he's one of the white guys I hadn't met yet, or something. I, I didn't know, and uh, that's really how it. That's how it's, I first heard the name. And by the time I got to 15 and puberty set in and the, my voice dropped even more and I would hear it all the time. You sound like Neil Diamond, even if I was just talking or singing happy birthday to my friend at their birthday party. And then I realized he doesn't go to my church in Waynesville <laughs> and I needed to go out and buy a record. And I went out and bought um, the jazz singer soundtrack. And brought it home Top and listened five to movies it. Of all yes, time. yes, a great movie, great record. Um, I did listen to it. I did not think I sounded like him. You know, I was like, Caucasian oh, people are great. 
crazy. <laughs> we are kind of crazy. Thinking, man, I don't sound like this guy. There course, is some evidence to support this. There is support. a lot of, <laughs> lot of evidence. I say it in jest, but so I was 15, you know, at that time he was probably 45 and and I just thought, I don't sound like that. But I did fall in love with him and and the music. I did fall in love with it. I didn't think I sounded anything like him, but I did know I loved his songs, and that was my This beginning. brings me to a good question. Sure. Can you trust anyone who says they don't love his music? No. Like, that doesn't say, I don't sing along. Is this no. like the litmus test for yeah. if you're a good person or not? Yes. Well, if you're a person. It really is. Yeah, if you're a person at all. Like, yeah. Do you like Neil Diamond? No, we're f- we're finished. Yeah. It's over. Yeah, yeah, do you it's have, over. Does that person have a soul? Well, mm-hmm. here, let me ask this question. When Neil comes on, do you sing along? Abs- oh, absolutely. And I think everybody Lisa- sings along. Yeah. Lisa? Oh, everyone does. Yes. That is a real thing. Yes. It is actually a thing. So okay, so you 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 you're you're singing at church. They're all telling you, "Hey, you sound like this guy." Mm-hmm. And then you, you hear the album, which, mm-hmm. by the way, jazz singer. If you're gonna start, mm-hmm. uh, what a what really, a way to start. Yeah, it's the place to start <laughs> in his in his catalog. I I recommend people have asked me many times, which record should I get? Because he has so many. I say the jazz singer. Start with the jazz singer and then work your way out well, from there. Hey, you're starting with a musical, and and look, there's never a wrong time for a show tune. Correct. Um. Then it's be it's maybe some of his greatest collective work, uh, you know, got to be top two or three albums. Yes, it is. It's his uh, his like Hot August Night, Jonathan Livingston Seagull, and J- the Jazz Singer in that order are his top three selling albums. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it, okay, so when did you start though? When did you say I'm going to start singing his song? Do you remember that? Yeah, so I, kind of. I think I I just started. Um, so I did sing one of his songs. I was at that time a junior in high school, I believe, or senior senior in high school. And had a talent show, and I did a tune from the jazz singer called "Songs of Life" because that was yes. what really got me when I heard that's just so beautiful, right? It's just a just so beautiful, and still today, it's my favorite of all of his songs. It's my favorite, "Songs of Life." And that, and I saw the, the the people at my school, and by then I'm in Columbia, Missouri, at Rockbridge High School, and I saw the the audience, and they're like, they were just had this this stunned look on their face, and like they're hearing Neil Diamond, mm. and that's when I kind of really got it, you know, I really got up to that point, and by then I'm 18, probably I had never even from 10 to 18, never really. I heard people say you sound like Neil Diamond. I heard Neil Diamond's record, but I didn't really get it until I saw. What's that like when you look out and you see like I've captured people? Like they are digging what I'm doing. Yeah. Startled me. It really startled me because at first you think you're doing something wrong, or you know, is should I not be doing this? And it took me even years beyond that to get over. The, that stunned look because I see it all the, quite frequent frequently when I perform <laughs> places where they maybe aren't familiar with the Black Diamond and and I I see that look and it used to really throw me off but now I realize they're just in shock and it, it energizes me to give them more. So what were the next steps after that? So that was your moment. Yes. Tell and, us more. And then I would just kind of 
sing around with my friend. I did it more or less as kind of what I considered like a, remember David Letterman used to have stupid human tricks? Yes. <laughs> and I just saw it as a stupid human trick. So I, <laughs> we'd be in bars and, you know, I had a friend who would set it up. He'd go, she, it was a girl, she would go to people in the bar and she'd walk up to you and she'd say, hey, you see that guy over there? Yeah, he sounds just like Neil Diamond. They're like, no, he doesn't. She goes, tell you what, he comes over here and he sounds like Neil Diamond. Uh, you'll buy us a drink. If he comes over here and he sounds like Neil Dime, we'll buy your drinks all night. That's when she, Brittany would say, oh, Theron. <laughs> <laughs> Theron, you sound like an asset to have at the bar. I mean, come on yeah, now. Want I, want, I want more nights out You're with You're our yes. new drinking yes. buddy. <laughs> yes, and that's what we would do, and that's how we, you know, drank. And, um, and then... And then I worked at a, then I ended up living, uh, going to West Virginia. So I, I'm from all over because, as you know, I grew up in the Army. But my parents are native West Virginians. And so after my dad retired, that's where they ended up uh, back. And so I, uh, returning to it. So I went to West Virginia and I decided it's time to get, you know, a regular job, stop playing around. And I went to work at a hotel, the Marriott Hotel. And I worked at the front desk. And I figured I'll try and make a career out of this and maybe move up into management one day. Who knows? And I would sing, though, at the front desk to everybody that check, I checked in. Before you <laughs> got your amazing. hotel room key. Was there a particular song or was it yes. just whatever the mood? It was hello again. Hello. Because I just thought that's the perfect, oh my that's gosh, the perfect that's song. Right? By the way. <laughs> Also from the jazz singer. From the jazz yes. singer, yes. <laughs> a lot of gems on that record. And I just, would, I thought it's the perfect song, you know, because they're these weary travelers are coming in. They probably are on their way to Myrtle Beach from Michigan, and they, they're tired, and the kids have been saying, are we there yet? Are we there yet? The wife and the husband are nagging each other, and he's they come in to just get some rest before they continue on tomorrow morning. And the husband just throws his credit card down. He's already thinking this is going to be an overpriced room. One more expense I have. And he throws his credit card down on the counter and goes, just give us the rooms, please. And so I get them all ready. And before they, you know, would go off, give them their, I'd give them their keys, I would say, and oh, tell me who this sounds like. And then I'd launch into, hello, my friend, hello. And you would see the looks on their faces. They start to smile, like <laughs> looking awesome. at each other, like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Now they're smiling. So they went off to their room smiling and happy. And I felt like my mission was accomplished until Human Resources called me in one day and told me that I had to stop singing to the guests. No. Yes, true story. You know what? Human resources. HR people are the it. worst. They are the worst. <laughs> thumbs down, thumbs down. I mean, that's ridiculous. You were creating a great customer I experience so. and there. I, and I told them, I said, I said, no problem. I said, I, I knew eventually some guests would, take umbrage and and this would happen and they said oh no 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 the guests love it it's your co-workers <laughs> oh my god they're jealous yeah they don't like it <laughs> they don't like it and i was like my co-workers wait a minute what who who cares about that i mean if they're if joe smoe's checking in and he's paying 289 dollars and he likes it then what do we care about them well you got to stop we don't want a mutiny on our hands and I said, mutiny at, at the Marriott. Mutiny at the Marriott. <laughs> at the West Virginia. You better watch out. <laughs> watch out. Those Neil Diamond tunes. Yeah. So, man. So I told him, I'll give you my two weeks notice. And, um, and they said, yeah, that's what we thought you'd say. Here's your check. You don't have to come back tomorrow. And, uh, I, 
walked out of the hotel and then that's when it hit me i have no job like i don't have a job i don't have okay i cannot imagine that level of courage that you just displayed like look if i can't sing yeah i'm out Here's my two weeks notice. If they can't sing, then they ain't no friends of mine. Yeah. Yep. Singing is like... Singing <laughs> I is, see what you did, did there. there. <laughs> I do too. Well, singing is like breathing to me. And I knew it just would... I would not be able to stop myself. I just wouldn't. And it was fun. And so I... I, I realized I don't have a job, no medical or dental benefits anymore, no free rooms wherever mm-hmm. I might travel and stay around the country that there's a Marriott. And uh, and it, it, it shocked me, but... At that moment, it, it is what it is. So I, I looked up at the heavens, and uh, and I said, well, God, it looks like it's you, me, and Neil Diamond now, and I pray this works. So and when that, was this? That was on September 7th of 2000. Wow, wow. you even remember the exact mm-hmm. date. That's that the, impressive. The show was born on September 7th, 2000. So what was the first gig you played? And so I went, I remember that was, remember that was back in the day, we still had Yellow Pages. Remember the Yellow Pages? Yellow Pages, yes. And so I went and got um, the Yellow Pages, and I spent that night just circling all the businesses from A to Z that looked like they might need entertainment. And then the next day, I just started calling them. You you guys have anything that you need entertainment at Christmas? Again, Uh levels of courage. I know. (laughs) I mean, you walked out of a job. He's cold calling like the next day. Cold calling to sell yourself as the black Neil Diamond. I mean, you probably hadn't come up with a name yet, but you're like, hey, let me come sing. I sound like Neil Diamond. Yes. So what happened was I mean, that's some... Yeah, ca- some cojones. You're showing some big record albums. <laughs> yes. <there. laughs> I like that. And and the thing is, I didn't realize that was what was happening. In retrospect, I guess, and hearing you say it, um, I guess that I do. But I, I didn't know it at the time. I just knew it was necessary to eat. And so I would just call people and, and pay my rent. And so I called them, and they would say to me, well, yeah, we have a Christmas party, and what do you do? And I said, well, I sing uh, Neil Diamond. And I would, and I again learned the power of his name, and I would learned that I would drop it every single time because they go, oh, Neil Diamond. Oh, we love Neil Diamond. Yeah. <laughs> they How have do- souls. Yes, yes, they all had <laughs> souls. And um, they said, well, you have a – do you have a, uh, a portfolio? And I'd say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have a portfolio. <laughs> it, was a, it was a little flyer with a picture of me on says he sings Neil Diamond. Some, some cassette tapes that mom recorded. Correct, with. yes. That's and amazing. I, they said, can you send us, can we get your portfolio? And I'd, and I'd send it to them in the mail. And then, of course, they opened it and probably laughed and threw it right into file 13 immediately. And so when I didn't hear from them, I would then just walk into the business and start singing. I just walk into that business, the bank or the lawyer's office or the dentist, whatever it was. I'm just floored. <laughs> I am too. It's true. But you know, seeing is believing. <laughs> it's Sometimes really... you just need a sample. Yes. They needed a sample yes. of the black diamond. Yes. And they would then they would book it. Yeah. That would close the deal. Like when on I the spot. I mean, right do you think your close rate there was ish? What what percentage when you just walked in and sang? Oh, uh, I'd say a hundred percent. Wow. Yeah, pretty much everybody booked it once I walked in and sang. They would go, oh, my gosh, yeah. Hey, don't we have a, what day is our Christmas party? Hey, what day is our employee appreciation day? Yeah, get, sign them up. Now, now, do you already have, like, have you already kind of built in your head the repertoire? I mean, like, do you have Neil songs, like a set list in your head? Um, At that time, yes, I did. 
Mm-hmm. I knew, I knew because I had done, because when I was in the hotel or doing stupid human tricks at the bar, it would, it would be a different song. Sweet Caroline, Forever in Blue Jeans, Hello Again, I Am I Said, Play Me. So I had a good 10 songs ready to go if they were to book me at that moment. I had 10 songs I could give them right there. And I had a little, I had a little cassette tape. A guy gave me, he, he told me, he said, I got this cassette tape with these, um, I was at a Hooters restaurant. Actually. Nice. <laughs> guy who came up to me in any case. Oh, I was eating my chicken wings. He says, I had crab legs. And he said, I got this t- cassette and it has Neil Diamond. It's just the music. If you want it. And I was oh, like, oh, stop yeah. Stop it. And, and that the, was the my stars show. have aligned. I know. It's, and that was the show. Incredible. I would take that boom box into the lawyer's office yes. or the judge's <laughs> office, plug in that tape, had a little sound guy to push play. And then we, we went to town, man. And that's how it started. Oh, that's fantastic. That is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then word of mouth started, you know, getting around the, the dime. And then the name, the name came because so for a couple of years, I don't think I was called anything. I think they just called me the Neil Diamond guy or Theron, my actual name. But they were there was a news crew and they were interv- they had me sing in this another hotel, the Embassy Suites lobby, and they and they um so they both got good commercials out of this, didn't they? <laughs> and I, and I, uh, and they. We can send them a check, right? Yeah. Or, or an invoice for yes, a check. Yes, we're right? going to send them an invoice. <laughs> and they, they news reporter went up to different people that were staying at the hotel who were just kind of standing around listening. And she asked somebody, what do you think of him? And he goes, well, I, yeah, I think it's great. He's And I'm over here talking to somebody else, but peripherally I hear this conversation between the reporter and the guest. And she, he says, well, he sounds good, you know, and he's black. And, and he sounds like, just call him the black. He should call him the black diamond. And the light bulb went off. And I went, that's the name. That's awesome. That's the name of the show. So and, some random person mm-hmm. came up with the name. Yes, that and you I overheard it. For, for, you said 22 come up, years coming up 22 on 22 years. years. Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. maybe 19. Cause I didn't have a name for a couple of years. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to, we're going to, we're going to shock Lisa a little bit more because I know the start of this, mm-hmm. but you really caught a break in West Virginia. Correct. Cause somebody saw a show. Correct. You want me to take it from there? I do want you to take it from there. Lisa hasn't heard this part. I have not oh, heard it. Oh, wow. Well, brace yourself. Buckle up. <laughs> I was at, I was singing at a pizza. So after word got out that I that there's this guy who sings Neil Diamond in town and people started booking it, they um they this pizza place called me and they asked me, said, would you like to come down here and you can sing every Thursday night? It's a four-hour show. I'm going to jump in. Does anything really, does any food go better with Neil Diamond than pizza? Can you think of a better uh, pairing? No, I no. can't. I think yeah. that's exactly like what Italian it should be. Spaghetti, pizza. All the things. I feel like pizza and Neil are like, yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yes. <laughs> yes. And so I, they said, well, can you come down and, and do it and we'll pay you this much and you sing. And I, and I remember asking them, will you put my, will you put my name and picture in the newspaper? And they said, oh, yes. And I said, every week? And they said, yes. And I said, deal. Because <laughs> I really wanted Look the Look at you thinking pub, the power yeah, of the That was your earned right. media for, right and, there. And for those of you, the power of local newspapers. Yeah, absolutely. Never underestimate them because that's what they did. And, right. it, and it took me to, and so a guy came in, the story you wanted me to tell. And he one night he came in from California, Los Angeles, and he was um, there on business. And he just came in to eat some pizza. 
He didn't know anything about me. He didn't know anything about the show. He didn't know there was a show. He just knew he was hungry, and it was right next door to his hotel room. So he comes in, and, of course, there I am in sequins and fringe, rocking. As you should be. As you should be if you're doing Deal Diamond, and I'm rocking Sweet Caroline. And so he goes back to Los Angeles, and he tells and I found all this out later, um, but he goes back to Los Angeles and he's talking to a random guy. Apparently, he didn't even know who he was talking to. And he says, you won't believe what I just saw in West Virginia where I was last week on business of all places. And they said, well, what'd you see? He said, there was a bald black guy at a pizza place singing Neil Diamond and he sounded just like Neil Diamond. Well, the guy he was randomly talking to was the producer for Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, stop. So he goes back into Jimmy Kimmel. He says, hey, they say there's a bald dude, black dude in West Virginia. Sounds like Neil Diamond. Jimmy Kimmel says, are you freaking kidding me? Somebody find this guy. And so they send, they Google me and I guess found my website and sent me an email through the website and asked me to call them. They want to, we want to talk to you. You heard Jimmy Kimmel, we're the producers of Jimmy Kimmel. We want to call you, want to talk to you, call us. And um, I, for three days, I didn't call them because I thought it was a, I thought I was on punked. Oh, yes. <laughs> this can't be you real. thought like this Ashton Kutcher was going to like jump correct. out any moment. Yeah, okay, I, I got really you. I really thought one of my friends had made up this email and sent it to me and then get my get me all excited. And then when I called the number, like, ah, you've been pumped. You totally been got you. Yes, yes. And so I didn't call. And my friend came over. And this was back in the days of desktops, computers, you know. So he's, I showed him, I showed him the email. I said, who do you think, who do we know that could do this and punk me? And he looks at the email and he goes, dude, you're an idiot. That's, that's them. That's Jimmy Kimmel. And I go, how can you tell? He goes, the address. <laughs> that oh can't my be, gosh. That can't be fake. Kimmel live at ABC.com. That's it, them. I go, oh, I should call him. He goes, yeah. Yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> so I called him and um and they and I explained the delay and they said, Well, you understand, and it happens a lot. And they said, We want you to um we went on your website, listened to you sing, and we really none of us can tell if that's you or actually Neil Diamond. Wow. And so yeah. At first I was insulted, but then later on I realized, oh wow, that's a compliment. And I, they said, so we want you to, this was in the days of FedEx delivery, overnight delivery. We want you to videotape yourself and, we, and here's our FedEx account number overnight it to us. And we want to see you singing acapella, something that's not Neil Diamond and send it to us. And so my friend, I said, Hey, can you come over and videotape me? And he did. And we sent it out. What'd and, you sing? Uh, I sang, uh, you are my sunshine. Nice. Yes. yes. And they sent, and I sent that to him. And two days later, they called and said, we got the tape. Love it. Jimmy absolutely wants you on the show. Wow. And a month later, I was off to Hollywood to appear on and perform on Jimmy Kimmel First Live. question, does the video still exist of you doing that, You Are My Sunshine? Yes, it does. Second question, what hotel did you stay at in California? <laughs> it wasn't the Marriott. <laughs> was it Embassy Suites? Yeah, it wasn't that. So the, the, he put you up. You know, he takes good care of his I'm guests. Sure. And he puts you in this nice hotel and uh, feeds you and you know, sends a car for you and the whole nine yards. And um, 
And then he took, after the show and my performance, he took me bowling. So we were standing back. That's awesome. Yeah, we were backstage. <laughs> and he's like, Black Diamond, you want to you wanna go bowling? And I was like, yeah, where am I anyway? You know, and we went, he was dating Sarah Silverman. And me, him, and Sarah Silverman and some of his staff went bowling at this really cool place called the uh, Lucky Strike Inn, which is now they have that concept around the country. But at that time, I don't. There was no such thing as a bar slash bowling alley slash discotheque, and that's what this was. <laughs> that's and awesome. That's where he took me, and that's when he told me the story of the guy telling his producer about seeing me in the pizza place and him wanting me on the show. That's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. That's how it happened. And from there, you have just been everything kind of changed. Running around, yeah. being the black diamond all over the country. I mean, it literally went from me singing at this pizza place to just traveling around the country singing, being black diamond. Yeah, That's which amazing. includes time in Vegas. Yes, I, I time went, in Nashville. Yep, Nashville, Vegas. Yep, yep. I did. Okay. Inquiring minds want to know, though, have you ever met Neil Diamond before? So he... <laughs> Here we go. At the beginning of my career, he called. Really? Uh, when I was still living in West Virginia. And he... And the phone rang. <clears throat> I'm dating myself because this is another thing. This was the time of caller ID boxes. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You see the number pop up beside the landline. The landline. Did it say Neil Diamond it on said, the... Uh, it just It was the number in New York City. Got it. So I answered the phone and uh, they said, well, I'm looking for, it was a lady and she said, I'm looking for Theron Denson or the Black Diamond. And I said, well, they're one and the same. So you got him. <laughs> and she said, hi, uh, Theron, I'm Sherry Levy and I'm the personal publicist for Neil Diamond calling you from New York City. We have Mr. Diamond in the office. He'd like to speak with you. Can you take the call? And you said I'm busy, right? I'm on the other line. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how long did it take for you to answer? I mean, like, I think I would have been stunned for a little bit. Uh, I was. At, I'm now looking at the caller ID. It's all making sense to me. New York City, you know, because I'm thinking, who's calling New York City? And and it's now it's surreal. And uh, so yes, of course, I can take the call. She's hold the line. He'll be with you in a moment. And now I'm freaking, you know, waiting for him. And he came on the line, and uh, he he said hello, Black Diamond. And I was like. And I, I fanboyed out, man. I, I fanboyed out. I turned into a little or a fangirl. I don't know which it was, but I, I was gibberish, man. Either are fair. Yes. And I, warranted. Yes, and warranted. I was gibberish. And I finally realized I got to, he's going to hang up on me. I got to get it together. And I kind of tried to, you know, compose myself and, and speak, you know, normally and monot- And I said, and he said, wow, Black Diamond, you, you even sound like me when you talk. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And he asked me what records I had, if if I had his records. And, and I told him, yes, at that time I had only maybe about three. I said, I have three, but each time I make a little money, I, I plan to go out and buy another one until I have them all. And uh, he said, which three? He wanted to know the, which specifically which three I had. And I told him and. And then we moved on to another topic, and after six minutes and thirty-two seconds, the call was over. <laughs> and uh, he talked. We talked for six minutes and thirty-two seconds, and then he said, "You know, goodbye, and and wish you all the best in your career, and thank you for, you know, taking my music to the, carrying my legacy forward to the masses, and uh, thank you for calling." I said, "Sir," and hung up. Two days later, knock on the door, and I. I open the door and it's UPS or some FedEx 
and the box they have a box and I'm thinking I didn't order anything and I can't afford any buying anything <laughs> from for that and I take the box oh no you just sign here I sign I go in and take the box and open it and Neil Diamond had instructed his publicity department to send me his entire catalog of music wow, wow minus those three so cool wow the three that i named were not in there but he, everything else he finished the collection he he finished the collection oh that's, that's amazing. such a cool yeah. story yeah and what a cool thing to do like yeah i mean there's what you do is awesome but the difference between you know a tribute show guy who's just starting yeah and a superstar of that caliber stature yes and he's just here you go Send, you got them all now, so you there's you now you have all my music, so you can do them all. <laughs> that is okay. Before we get to more stories, mm-hmm. I gotta ask: you got a favorite? What's the best? What's in your opinion, best Neil Diamond song? Um, <clears throat> well, my favorite is is from the Songs of Life from the Jazz Singer, but. I heard Neil Diamond in an interview once they asked him that question and he said, well, my songs are like my kids. And so it's hard to pick a favorite. One day it could be this one. I mean, it's a weak sauce answer, but it's fair. I mean, usually it depends on the day, the hour, which kid you like the best. Which kid you you like the best. And so if they're his kids, I figure they're like my nephews. (laughs) They are. (laughs) That's the same thing. But right now I'm all about uh, a song called I've Been This Way Before. Which is on Jonathan Livingston Siegel. If you if you've not listened to this song, really listen to this song. It's just one of the most moving and most beautiful songs. It talks about um, life and death, and it's it starts out quiet, and then in typical Neil Diamond fashion, it's big at the end. And it's I've sang it for people just sometimes that come to visit me. I just say, I think you need to hear this song, and I'm going to sing it for you right now. Okay, tell us again what it's called. I've Been This Way Before. I've Been This Way Before. Mm. I have not heard this one. Have you? Yeah, yes. Um, Just because my family, we grew up with with Neil Diamond almost all the time. Mm. And I'm shocked, actually, that you say that Jonathan Livingston Seagull is his number two selling album, because Mm. I feel like that's one that is not brought up in conversation very often. It's underrated. And I feel like it's one of those things. Well, look, I will tell you that I think, the jazz singer is one of the most underrated films of all yes. time, let alone albums. Yes, his acting was good. Um, it was great there. The, the, the critics decided to kill his right. acting career. Yes, before it they started. did. But luckily he had music to fall back on. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> it's one hell of a thing to be able to fall back on. And do you know he dropped out of NYU to where he was on a fencing scholarship to play music? Now, I, I did not I like that. that you turned to Songs of Life there because I think most people, when they say, I'm going to pull a beautifully sad song from that movie, they're not going that one. They're going Love on the Rocks. Yes. But I, I like that you kind of took a little curve there. Because it's more obscure. And, and and again, it was the one that I, I think I, the needle must have landed on that when I first got the jazz singer. And that was the first one I heard. And I just, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is, oh wow, this is mesmerizing. It's just so beautiful. And I and I've, I've that position has never I've never changed that position to this day. Now I have one song 15. I don't like, and it's probably just because I was a kid when I heard it, right? Yeah. So I didn't get it. But Summer Love. Oh really? I think it's just because I didn't get it, and so I didn't I didn't like it then, so I just never grew to like it. And I don't believe, make believe, <laughs> but I was a lonely boy, and you were a lonely girl. 
we're together tonight. Summer love made it right. That's <laughs> awesome. That is okay, now I love it. <laughs> That's a great song. It's I love that song. The one that the one that might I might have if I had to say one that I would pass on it was the Robert E. Lee. Well, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna save that one. And I I recently in the last few years played the album for my son. Uh-huh. That nice. song doesn't age well. Yeah. No. <laughs> No, in today's yeah, world and context, yes. Like would, I had to think about it for a minute, but y- you're right. It, it definitely yeah, does it not yeah, age it, well. It doesn't. If you remade the movie, mm-hmm. and if somebody remade it without Neil, I would be angry. Yes, unless of course it was starring the Black, uh, Diamond. Black Diamond. Okay, that would, would be that. different. Like, I would we'll support that. that. Yeah, I would give my dollars to see that yeah. movie. <laughs> but if you remade it, you can't redo that song, right? Yeah, I don't think they could. They wouldn't put it in now, today. But Acapulco. So that yes, nice. that's a good one too. Acapulco is a good one. So that one had America, Love on the Rocks, Songs of Life, Robert E. Lee, Summer Love, Acapulco. Um, See, you did them out of order, and it's really throwing my brain. Now. Yeah, I, know. I love it that you all know the order. That's amazing. <laughs> we know all things Neil Diamond. <laughs> we are the uh, diamonds. Okay, so um, Liesl, do you have a favorite Neil song? Is it so generic to say Sweet Caroline? No, I it's just fine. like love that song. I mean, yeah. you're basic, but that's fine. I'm <laughs> totally basic. I'm, I'm no, I'm basic. I'm the person that when it comes on in the bar, I probably don't get all the words right either. So there you that's, go. That's fine. But I, you get the dun 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 right. Dun dun dun. Yes. See, yes. I, I don't know why. Maybe it's just because, you know, as a lifelong Now we're going to start singing. Yeah. fan, I don't like Boston, but, mm-hmm. you know, I don't like the Red Sox. So I just feel like Red Sox, you know, have tainted the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They really. I mean, it, they've done a number on it for sure. They <laughs> they love that. Another good song is from uh, uh, it's called uh, it's from the Heartlight album called Ensenada, and he talks about going to Mexico and it's a love song. I think he's he's at the top of his game on a ballad. I mean, any ballad he does, and one of the best poets. Yes, yes, that's the word poet. Now, now, brother loves traveling show. Yes, that's, that's my number one. I think that's I, I think I, just. The way it starts, and you talked earlier, the way he can start and then just build. Mm-hmm. Well, and he when you hear the song, it's like you're at an old tent revival. Oh, absolutely. Down mm-hmm. south, and the preacher's up there sweating in the tent, and yes. the people are fanning themselves. I mean, you can picture you really can. the can. scenes yeah. as it plays. The leaves hanging down and the grass on the ground smelling <laughs> sweet. I mean, he really paints a great picture of that. Those tent revivals, you know, that they would have in the summertime when it was scorching hot and down south. He really is a poet, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, he really and, is. And I think, you know, we talked about this this earlier before we started recording, but, uh, you know, I think a lot of people forget that he's one of the most prolific songwriters Absolutely. in American history, mm-hmm. not just for himself. Mm-hmm. How many songs has he written? Oh, Lord. Probably 978. But for other people too, like the, 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 a lot of people don't realize the monkeys. I'm a believer is a Neil Diamond pen song. He wrote red, red wine, red, red wine. UB 40 is a Neil Diamond pen song in Pulp Fiction, Quentin Tarantino, where they're doing the John Travolta and Uma Thurman are dancing. And the band is called urge overkill singing girl. You'll be a woman soon. That's Neil Diamond's wrote that song. And it goes on and on. I mean, he, you know, just, just a ton. Mm-hmm. Elvis, Elvis recorded "Sweet Caroline" before Neil was. That's right. Big. He did "Sweet Caroline." Mm-hmm. So, what happens after you go on Kimmel? So after I go on, I mean, just 
does does your world take off? Is it a blur yeah, at that point? Yes, yes, it, it it really did, and it was. And I remember Kimmel telling me we were telling me when we were bowling. He goes, you know, tomorrow everything changes. And I didn't quite know what it meant. I figured out pretty quickly <laughs> what it meant when I started getting calls. And, and, and they were coming from around oh, just the world, like London. And, and I got a booking request in South Africa, Johannesburg, South Africa. And uh, Did you take that one? I did not take that one. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I did get that. I was, I was flattered that they wanted me. Italy, um, Spain, they, they put me on a... I think it's a podcast and it was, but it's in Spain. And so I'm on the the phone with this podcast and talking to the people <laughs> in Spain. And uh, so it went worldwide really after Kimmel. Well, and I remember like, so when I met you and we're just hanging out at a local brewery, mm-hmm. our friends over at Diametric, shout out to them. Yes. And he them. just goes, yeah, when I used to live with the Pointer Sisters, <laughs> and I mean, what do you don't don't you have things what, to drop like that in conversation? What, what do you do when someone you just met drops that in the middle of a conversation? You you say, tell me more about that. I'd <laughs> love to know. And you know what's interesting about that is when I do that, it, it maybe it, it does sound like name dropping, but it's really not. It's really just the, my story. You know, I'm really just kind of telling my story, and I forget the react the the effect that the listener has when I, wait a minute, hold on. You just said, casually said you lived with June Pointer. What, what, what? (laughs) I'm like, oh, oh, that's when I realized and remember like, oh, this is not a normal thing to say (laughs) in a conversation. How long did you live with her? I, I lived with I lived with all of them at different points in time because I was always a gypsy or homeless, and they were they were nice. great for taking you in. The pointers, if you're ever homeless, man, they they are as 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 big as they are in pop music. Um, and and may I say, rest in peace to Anita Pointer who passed away on New Year's Eve. But I stayed at her house too in Beverly Hills, and this is and and she was a lovely person. And the world of music will miss her, and the world will miss Anita. And um, they would, if you're homeless, they take you in. Wow, that's it's that's into a, a really mansion, cool but they take you in. <laughs> and, I, and I and I would just call sometime and just say, "Oh, I'm." I, I'd always say, "Can I come visit for the weekend?" <laughs> and a year later, <laughs> I'm still there. <laughs> that's a really good ploy. To, we gotta to employ that, that tactic. Mm, it works. I called June Pointer. That's exactly how it happened. I called her and I and I said, "Can I? I'd like to come visit sometime." She said, "Oh, well, yeah. Oh, I'd love to see you. When you want to come visit?" I said, "Well, today." She said, "Well, where are you?" I said, "The Greyhound bus station in Hollywood." <laughs> I've already invited myself over, so so she. I, I'll be there in twenty. Yeah, I'll be there to see you in twenty. And so I came over, and uh, had no place to live. So she. This is back in ninety, um, like ninety seven, and uh, I moved in. And her at that time, her mother, their mother, was living with June. They had moved her from. So their, this is before everything happened. Yeah, before I was Black Diamond, and so she comes. She, I didn't even sing. And when they first, later they would take me out to open for open for them on the road, and that Holy, was their first. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stick a pin in that. I know, right? Yeah. And they had never heard me sing. This was when I opened for them. This was kind of like their first time, and so they were like. People were always asking me, they're like, wait, you didn't sing for the Pointer Sisters? I was like, no. Wait, you lived with them and you didn't sing for them? I said, no. And they said, why didn't you sing for them? I'm like, 
Because they're the Pointer Sisters. That's actually fair. Nobody I understand sings, where you're coming yeah. from on that. Nobody that, sings for the Pointer that's Sisters. That's fair, and that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how did you connect with them then? Uh, well, that goes back even further in the 80s. I was friends with um, Ruth Pointer's son, Malik, at uh, Pepperdine University. You have such a life. That's crazy. And I'm we just became friends, this. and I didn't know who he was. And so I would call back to Missouri... And I gravitated towards him because there, he was black, and there, there wasn't very many black people at Pepperdine at that time on a, that I recall. And so I, I, I one day I, you know, I'd call back to Missouri, and they would always ask me, "Have you met anybody famous?" And I said, "No, I haven't." They said, "Well, you should. You're in L.A." So when I hung up the phone, I was talking to this blonde surfer dude. I remember, and I asked him, I said, you know, every time I call home to Missouri, they always ask me if I've met anybody famous, and I haven't met anybody, and how come? I'm living in Malibu. He thinks I know who Malik is, and he goes, next time you call Missouri, just tell him you're best friends with a famous person's son. And I said, who's that? And he says, well, Malik. And at that moment, Malik Pointer, which I always knew his last name, but I never it put, never clicked. Uh -uh. Yeah. And I said, Malik Pointer. <gasps> and they were huge then. This is the, they were the height of their career at that time. And I go, who is Malik's? Who's Malik's related to? And he goes, uh, his mom is one of the Pointer sisters. Oh, wow. <laughs> and the other two are his aunts. They're really sister. I was like, <gasps> so the next time I ran into Malik, I said, dude, how come you never told me who your... Uh, mother was and he goes oh yeah by the way man um my mom's a rock star <laughs> <laughs> that was it that's awesome that's how it happened and so then, you never got an invite for solid gold or any of the great shows no but they <laughs> but they would they did take me to some places they took me to a party one time with and prince was there and david bowie was there and and i had to you know i was like Again, fan about the fanboy, and Malik was like Malik's mom, who Ruth Pointer is one of the pointers. She just looked at him like, "Get your friend under control. Get your friend under control." And Malik's like, "Dude, dude, dude, calm down, calm down, calm down. You came with a rock star, so just calm down. You know, there's other rock stars here. Calm down. You're you're used to it now because you're with my mom." And I try to control myself, but there's David Bowie right there. You know, ten feet away from me. It was it was in Prince. It was crazy. And so they took me to some places, but they, when I would, when I moved into June's house, I, shortly after they were leaving to go out on a tour and her mom was living there and they asked, she asked me, she said, she said, I know you were just going to be here for a couple of days. She knew really I was homeless, but she didn't put it to me like that. She said, I know you're just going to be here for a couple of days, but she said, but we got to go out on the road. And, um, could you, you get, you and mother get, they called her, their mother. Everyone calls her mother. She's gone now, but said you and mother get along so good. Cause I had lived with her when I was homeless in San Francisco. <laughs> Same thing. Can I come visit for a while? And stayed there for a year. And she in Marin County and she said, you and her get along so well. And it would be, if you could help, you know, stay here and just help while we're on the road and make sure she's eating properly. She was diabetic mm -hmm. and then getting her shit in needle pricks. And I said, sure. She said, when I get back, I'll buy you a ticket wherever you, you know, where you, to home, which there was none. And so she got, that's what I did. And then when she got home and she called me down to her room and she said, so, um, yeah, I can get my travel agent to get, take care of your travel. Um, where'd you, where'd you want to go? And I said, well, um, I, and I guess I thought back to West Virginia and she said, or if you'd like to stick around, mother enjoyed having you here and you took such good care of her and you could work for me as my personal assistant, put you on the payroll. You live here. 
That's awesome. And that's how it happened. <laughs> I lived with her for a year. It got a check. You know, it was great. That is that is uh, just just crazy. And look, I'm looking at the clock here, and I know that we, I, I, I I'm not going to do a three hour episode yeah. uh, for for I won't hurt the people that way. But yeah. Nick, we you could, hurt the people every time you come on. Every you know, I, I mean, come on now, let's be real. And look, I don't believe it. You have a million stories you could, yeah. you, you could tell, but I want to get to I want to get to to now. What's going on now? We, you know, you've got a show coming up on yep. the twenty first, the Pink Elephant in Downtown Lee Summit. Yes. What else is going on now? I mean, you're. I know you. Like everybody, you took a few years off because COVID, COVID ruins everything. Yes, yeah. Um, what's going on now? Well, so we're working on some new uh, merchandise. Um, it's uh, I'm, I can tell you that it's uh, we're working on another book. There's a book that was written about me in ten years ago, and now they're going to re- uh, sub- uh, re- reissue it um, because in that first edition we couldn't get anything from Neil Diamond or even anything associated with Neil Diamond, and so uh, for some reason the author just was unable to. I didn't write the book; someone wrote the book about me. And uh, Scott Nolan, who wrote the only authorized biography of Jethro Tull. Wow. Yes. But he, he this time, Neil, the percussion player for Neil Diamond, a guy named Arison Johnson, we call him King Arison, the king of the congas, he wrote um, the afterword for the book. So when they, they want to reissue it because it's a, link, it's a lengthy, t- where he talks about me and his relationship with me and how we worked together before in Vegas and and how he wants to maybe he might come to Kansas City for the 21st show he wants to that's that's so when's that re-release happening uh it'll happen this year okay because it's the 10 year anniversary the first time it came out in 2013 and he said I want to do this so that you know there's something Neil Diamond connected to the that's book. that's awesome yeah is there like a picture of you with all of the albums that Neil sent you there is a pic. Um, there is a picture with me. Yes, they're all spread out. And I was in Nashville, and they did a story on me in this magazine called the East Nashvilleian. And they sent the photographer to do a photo shoot with me at my house, and and they spread all the records out all around me and had me hold one. You know, a double album that opens like the book. So I'm opening one, and then the rest are that's awesome. sprawled around me on the floor, and I'm in a sequin shirt sitting on the floor. That's so cool. I'm gonna ask for I'm gonna ask for one more story. I feel like this is this is the weirdest one we've ever, episode we've ever done where I'm just asking for stories. Like, <laughs> tell me stories, Theron. Because <laughs> I heard part of this when we were we were in the car uh, after after that that uh, that uh, we were hanging out for the other shows episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to go on stage. With some of the musicians. Yes. Um, well, the Pointer Sisters called me up during their finale um, and the Village People. and um, You might have heard of them, the Village People. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe. Yeah, you know. Just a little, a little bit. We heard of them a little bit. Maybe, yes. maybe. Um, Boys to Men. Oh, Sugar Hill Gang. Boys to Men. Mm-hmm. Sugar Hill Gang. Good yes. Lord. Yes. That, they, and they were great because they invited me to eat spaghetti with them. <laughs> like, like, that's when walk, you know it's been like, a good show yeah. <laughs> they're like black diamond more, would you like some spaghetti more proof the world revolves around food it, it really does, does. It really music does. and food mm-hmm. it really does and they asked me to sing a song for them i remember and um and i did heart like because he said that was his favorite and which surprised me but i did it and um i remember he told me he said wow you have perfect pitch and here's my phone number. They gave me their cell phone numbers. Like, anywhere you see the Chicago gang, we got your tickets. Call us. That's awesome. Yeah. 
But who were you thinking that I... I? I just remember you told me that you 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 were on stage with some of the Neil Diamond's musicians that they invited. <gasps> oh you yes, to oh, join them on stage. Duh, yeah. So no, they they actually came on stage at my show because basically what happened was I was. Per- oh, I'm with- sorry. It's the other way. I know. I know. And I mean, he's like, there's just there's so many highlight real stories. Like it's hard yes. to. You know, catalog through that Rolodex yeah. there. You know, they they got they heard they got word that I was going to be performing in Vegas, and they came to Vegas. Um, and not the whole band, but basically some of his band um, came, including King Arison, and uh, including uh, Ronnie Tut, who just passed away a year ago in October. But Ronnie Tut, who was Neil Diamond's drummer for a long time, you'll be interested to know was the touring drummer for many, many years for Elvis Presley. Wow. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Ronnie Tut. Wow. And he came and he, I got to work with him. And he he told me, he said, you know, I've been wanting to see you for a long time. He said, I've been seeing videos. And he said, one time we were in a rehearsal with Mr. Diamond in Los Angeles before a world tour. And for whatever reason, during the rehearsal, he just stopped. And he put up a YouTube video of you on the Jumbotron. And he said, do you think I sound like the black guy? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's Ronnie Tut telling me the story. And I'm like, wow. That is incredible. Yeah, yeah. So that, it, was a, it was a thrill and an honor to, to get to work with them. It wasn't really my show. It was our show, I should say. But it was an honor to, um, to get to work with them. I mean, I, that was a career highlight for sure. And that, they've, that we've maintained contact with each other um, over the years and that King Arison wants to fly into Lee summit to Kansas city to come to the pink elephant um, on January 21st. Uh, what a life All you are living. comes back to January 21st. That's the pink elephant. The pink elephant. What, what, a, what a life you, yeah. you are, you are really living a fun, fun life. You know, I don't might not be a millionaire, but I always say it. I feel like the richest man in the world, just from the experiences that I had. A lot of them were just flying by the seat of my pants. As I look back, I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew I had to do something. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. And that was from Martin Luther King, and that's a mantra I've tried to live by. I would say I would say you've done that. I mean, just from earlier when we were talking, like just the courage to say, I'm not going to stop singing. I'm walking out of the job. Mm-hmm. I'm in a you know, cold call, I'm and gonna, I'm also going to walk into just random places yeah, and start singing. Yes, you know, yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Excuse me. Uh, yes, the Pointer Sisters. Uh, do you mind if I just crash your house for the weekend? No, 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 no. Yeah. no. Uh, what I mean is the year. Yeah. The year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. Year too. and a half. That's okay. year and a half. Where yeah. am I? I'm around the block at the Greyhound. <laughs> yeah, I literally did that and uh, twice because I did it with their mother in San Francisco, and then I did it with. But I lived at Ruth's house in Malibu, and I lived in the in the state of Anita's house in um, in Beverly Hills sometimes. So it was wherever I was homeless, and whoever was whichever one of them was closest by. That's where is I would try to go amazing. sleep and live for a while. <laughs> Who that do we awesome. do we know anyone famous to <laughs> like, like, just like I'm not sure try I should say name if I call Nigel. Yeah. Nigel's we famous. Call Nigel. Nigel is famous. Uh, he's beer famous. Yes, he's very famous. Very good guy. <laughs> as are you, and as are you, Lisa. Good girl. Great girl. Yeah. 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 She's we're a good human. We're she's good human. I try. You're both good humans. All right. So we know 
8 o'clock, January 21st, the yep. Pink Elephant, yes. downtown Lisa. But if people want to follow you, they want to go catch up on who is the Black Diamond. They want to follow where you're where you're playing. Yes. You've got a website? Yes. Well, the website's in the works, too. That's also coming back after COVID. But uh, the Facebook, Black Neil Diamond Tribute, Instagram, Black Neil Diamond Tribute, Snapchat, I think also Black Neil Diamond, Twitter, Black Neil Diamond, that, Black Neil Diamond. That is awesome. Follow his fascinating life. It's a, it's been a crazy one. That's yes, sure. it has. Yeah. We're excited to see you what, at the Pink Elephant. What a great life! And I should tell you that if you come to the show at the Pink Elephant, you're going to get a cupcake because the owner Adam Casey, his daughter is five, and she when she he said when she heard that this the Black Diamond show was going to be there for Neil Diamond's birthday, he she asked him, "Can I make cupcakes for that?" And so everybody will get a cupcake from five year old Josie. When they come, I, I get a show from the Black Diamond, and I get a cupcake, and, and a cupcake. cupcake. That's a Could win. Could you ask for anything and, more? No, no. There's no. That, that is the world aligned. Yes, the yes, world is aligned. Now, yes. usually, I wrap up a show. I tell everybody thanks for listening. We'll talk to them next time, and I hit a little button for some music. Mm-hmm. But if possible, instead of me hitting the button, can you do songs of life? Oh, absolutely, acapella. Do you mind? Or do you have music? You want? I do not have the music. Okay, we can do it acapella. <clears throat> Let me. <clears throat> I'm gonna drink some of this water. We do this all the time too, Ooh, Nick yeah. and I. Like, look, this was just a thing. I was yes. like, if we can, yeah. yeah. All right. So this was the first song that I ever learned by the icon, the legend, who is Neil Diamond. Songs of life, they ring. From quiet steeples to distant valleys along the hillsides of lovers' hearts, of lovers' hearts. Come sing your songs of life and they will keep you from ever wanting, from ever needing, forevermore, forevermore. Aaron Denson, the Black Neil Diamond. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll My see pleasure. you on Saturday the 21st. I can't wait. Thank you. That'll wrap us up for this week. We'll talk to everybody next time. <laughs> <laughs>